Welcome to the Von Nelson Podcast. With me today is CIO and CEO Chris Wallace. Welcome, Chris. Good to be here, Dan. All right, Chris, good having you. Uh, we're going to jump right into some news that came out at the end of last week. Uh, CPI number looked good for the first time in a while. Um, and in following that CPI release, you know, the market popped nearly 5%. Um, so a question for you this morning here is, you know, do you think that this was a result of, of pent-up investors looking for positive news? Or do you think this is just more of a classic bear market rally? I, I do think it's uh, pretty consistent with the bear market rallies we've seen. But at the same time, there is fundamentally... Uh, positive news and the fact that inflation is peaking. One of the the biggest headwinds for equity markets and fixed income markets has been the volatility in fixed income. And that volatility is really centered around, you know, how high will rates need to go for uh, inflation to peak and how long will we need to remain at those levels. And so I think the good news that came out of the release is people are starting to recognize that inflation is peaking. If you want to push back on that narrative, it's it's fairly easy to do and that most of the decline was driven by base effects. But that aside, as we've talked about, inflation has crested. It is it, it, We are going into disinflationary conditions. And so inflation set to fall for the next couple of quarters, for sure. And people should take comfort in that. So I think it's positive in that if it does bring down or reduce the anxiety and fixed income so that some incremental liquidity could come in and bring volatility lower within fixed income, that could help begin the healing process. That said, inflation falling from, you know, seven, the high 7% to the low 7%, is really nothing to cheer about. Directionally, we're, we're going to go in the right direction. We're going to see the base effects continue to play games. We may actually see a reacceleration when we get the November data. Uh, but inflation by the beginning of the third quarter of 23 should be sub 5%. The real issue is going to be is QT and earnings growth. So I think this is just evidence that the market's going to stop focusing as much on inflation and start to focus more on the underlying earnings fundamentals. And they're set to deteriorate meaningfully in the fourth quarter and in the first half of, of 2023. And we still have to price that in. And so, you know, as you described, you know, directionally we're moving the right way, uh, but it seems like the magnitude is not quite there yet. Uh, but you know, going a little bit further on this, do you think that this would allow the Fed to potentially ease some future high, uh, um, rate hikes or are we just not there yet? Look, I, there's no question the Fed has gone far enough to cause severe damage to the economy. It's going to take a while to get priced in. <clears throat> As we've always talked about, the Fed's goal is to get rates to a level that the sovereign will appear solvent. And, you know, our U.S. Treasury is not solvent at the current level of rates. And so they do have to reduce inflationary expectations, which means they do have to remain tough. So will they ease? Yes. In the near term, the only way they're going to ease is if we have an acute economic decline or systemic developments due to lack of liquidity in capital markets. They're not going to ease just because inflation went to seven to six and, you know, the irony in this is the move higher in equity markets is actually loosened financial conditions, which only implies that they're going to have to remain tight longer. So there's there's 
you know, it's, it's almost you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Investors need to recognize the Fed is not your friend. A Fed pivot will not come without severe issues either in the economy or in capital markets. So if you're betting on an, an, a pivot out of the Fed as a reason to be bullish equity markets, you're going to be sorely disappointed. Um, I, it's just going to take time, and there's, there's no way around it. Yeah. Uh, let's shift over to what I would think is is arguably the, the biggest story of the, of the past week, and, and that centers around the, the crypto universe. <laughs> Um, so, you know, specifically the FTX crypto saga, mm-hmm. um, which is getting almost, you know, more crazy and more unbelievable by the hour. Um, yep. So, you know, in response to this, you know, are you seeing any reverberations in the market? But I think we will. Look, this is just further indication of, of false wealth and, and false liquidity that's been in the marketplace, and it's gone. Um, I think it's really important that you know, investors are, are, are looking at the significant rallies we've had in the U.S. equity markets and, quite frankly, uh, non-U.S. markets as well and saying, oh, look, the bottom's in. And when you look at the move higher in interest rates, it really began late August through September, October. It is just now becoming apparent to consumers that, oh, interest rates are a problem. Um, the negative wealth wealth effect from the $30 trillion of declines still has to play itself out. So we're really early in this. And I think the damage in crypto and the fact that we uncovered a fraud as liquidity retreats is nothing new. We're going to find out who has exposure to it. Um, I think we're going to see it play out in, in fundamentals. There's a lot of money uh, that was spent on IT hardware associated with mining um, and that's going to go away. There are going to be losses in traditional fin- financial institutions that have indirect exposure. And more importantly, individuals that thought they had money, they don't. And so I think that's the next phase of this bear market is a recognition that, hey, the cost of capitals moved higher, maybe permanently so. We need to price that in. B, the wealth you thought you had isn't there. And so if you're, you know, if you're down 30 or 40 or in some cases 80% in a position and you think it's going to come back, and so your behavior, your consumptive patterns haven't changed, they're going to, um, and all that's going to play out. And I think the damage we're seeing in crypto is just really consistent with the bursting of what we're probably going to call the, the mother of all bubbles, and these things just take time to play out. So, yeah, I, I think it's going to have an impact um, is it going to be any more than QT? I don't know. But it's just another straw on the camel's back for sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, good. All right. Well, good one today, Chris. Thanks. Um, we're off next week for Thanksgiving, but we'll have you back here in two weeks, and uh, we'll catch you soon. Sounds good. Thanks. The views, information, and or opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Von Nelson and its employees. Von Nelson does not verify and assumes no responsibility for the accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast. The primary purpose of the information, opinions, and thoughts presented in this podcast is to educate and inform. This podcast, or any podcast in the series, does not constitute professional investment advice or services, and any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk. Past performance is not an indication of future performance. By accessing this podcast, 
you acknowledge that the entire contents of this podcast are the property of Von Nelson and, or used by Von Nelson with permission and are protected under U.S. copyright and trademark laws. Securities discussed within this podcast may be held in the Von Nelson strategies.